0: Once again, the usual group, the UEFA Champions League committee at this point, I feel like it is. I don't know who's Richards. I don't know who's Carragher. I definitely don't know who's Henry.
1: I think you know who Carragher is, but... <laughs> I'm Tiari
2: from bro. I'm Henry. No, you got to be Micah. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Dog, dog. And I'm Abdo. I'm Kate Abdo. I don't give a fuck. Definitely Abdel. not as sexy as Kate Abdo. You better stop. I,
3: I don't care about sexiness. I'm just letting you know I'm Kate Abdo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if he's Kate, I have to be TT. That TT's got the aura, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, start this bitch off. <laughs> right now, welcome back, guys, my Another episode of the midfield battle. As you see, our committee is well experienced, well gelled at this point.
2: Oh, man, I'm feeling great. Jubilee. It's been amazing, amazing few days. Thank you for having me back.
3: I'm doing phenomenal. Thank you for having me back. Um, you know, watching Man City win brought some old memories back to my head of the past 14 we may have won. And, uh, you know, it's always, it's always nice to see a smaller club win a few trophies.
1: Uh,
0: Speaking of smaller clubs, how's it going,
1: Brad? No,
0: no, no, <laughs> no,
1: Hey, did you talk about the Europa League with the last group?
0: Well, I haven't seen it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, you must have missed it. Well, I I remember it pretty well. But actually, I'm a I'm a big Sevilla hater. So yeah, I'm doing I'm doing well with my <laughs> uh big club Liverpool. You know, I don't know this Oops. this disrespect. <laughs> oh man, you win one Champions League final and things start to really shake your world. Huh?
2: <laughs> Are they trouble winners? Oh, that's
0: why I've uh, heard. Maybe. Them. <laughs> that's why I've <laughs> heard <them. laughs> European legacy. But who knows? i am seeing a lot of Italian folks, so of course, all the everyone rejoicing after the final. Happy that Inter lost. And they're already acting like City is building its legacy and about to do this for the next 10, 15 years, which is funny because the ball trot won't last that long.
2: (laughs) I don't think you will, bro. 10 to 15 years. I think Pep goes, extends for one more year, 2026, and that's when he leaves. And then everyone in the Prem will have a chance again at trophies. And then at that point, it won't be as certain every single season to be winning trophies. The beauty of the sport is money's money. not the only factor. Because oh Chelsea. Listen, 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 bro. Chelsea spent how much money in the last window? Not
1: enough.
2: 600 million. 600
1: million pounds. Net, net spending? Manchester City blows, I think, probably other than uh, it's PSG out of the water. Net
2: spending? Man City blows out who?
1: I said apart from PSG every.
2: Net spending since when?
1: I have the figure here. Since 2012-13, Manchester United is atop at one point zero seven billion, followed by City at ninety-eight or nine hundred and eighty-four million.
0: The big difference I think is you
1: guys, of course,
0: it's all Abu Dhabi money and all that, but I think a big difference, for instance, with Chelsea that you mentioned, Ibuka, is you guys brought in a whole system from that Barcelona roots. I mean the director of football who does who goes unnoticed, but he was at the core of the a whole city football group that allows you to develop so much talent and so many connections around the world. It's just a bigger project than just a club and spending a lot of money on them. It's a whole network that you guys took over the whole world, and, and recruiting good players was part of the process. So it still took true you so true. long. <laughs> it does. It does. It did take a while, but
2: I think when they came in, they uh they also built the academy from scratch, yeah. which has started to produce now. And like, so I think the infrastructure coach and one philosophy of football has been really vital versus a team like Chelsea that fires a coach every like six weeks or they go through like four coaches a year. That's stability. And instability is a huge difference.
1: Just before we, before we move on to something else, because I want to just spend, make one more point on the finances and ask the question of when, do we have any timeline of when Manchester City would be, like, charged with the uh, Premier League? With the charges? Yeah. Or, I guess, with the the consequences of the charges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: they said it's going to be delegated to, like, 2024, 2025. And the onus is on the Premier League to prove that not only did we break those laws, but we misrepresented it to, like, independent parties and, like, Deloitte and all our sponsors and stuff. So I'm going to save you the time and say, there's no way we get found guilty no on, way. on all of that. Well,
1: right why now. do you have to prove no the, the connection to misrepresenting? We, we don't have to prove anything. It's the, Premier, the Premier League. League. Why, why do they have to? I feel like, because, like financial fair play rules, if they're breached, then.
2: Cause well, at CAS, at CAS, it was said that we did not breach those and the Premier League decided to re litigate. So now it's, on them to, re- re- to uh, prove otherwise, right? Um, so if that's been assessed already in a court of law and you're found not guilty, and then the Premier League is acting as its own governing body, like it's gonna be close to impossible, bro. But we'll see, we'll see, you never know. At least gotcha. from what I've been reading, that's what I've seen.
1: you think over a hundred uh, charges of breach financial play fair play rules that one could stick, but? Right.
2: Not, and then uh, you also have to think about the people that are that are on the board of the Premier League. It's like the Liverpool board and the Liverpool owners, the Man United owners, the Arsenal oh, owners. Get like, out! <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. That's where the charges come from. So
1: I mean, I mean, it's, I mean it's not like Manchester City is a representation on the 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 for-profit English Premier League mm-hmm. when you have the most profitable. Probably not the most profitable club, but the most successful club and the most like potential for profit in the future, which is City, because they will win more titles.
2: Correct. But then you also have the uh, teams that have been there forever and like the voting system and how they have that much influence and power. And you've seen it till today. FFP was introduced to stop us from spending much money like it didn't exist before us. And stuff. Yeah, so that's not. Direct right consequence of us, and you don't think like,
1: financial fair play is like a good a good precedent to set, it, whether or not it's followed. Like, I think it's
2: I think it's a good precedent to send if it was fairly and not like racially motivated in the way it's enforced. Like teams like Inter have FFP um, charges against them right now, um, but you aren't going to hear about that because it's not the story and it doesn't fit the narrative that the uh, media is trying to portray versus Manchester. Do you think is- it's
1: Islamophobia?
2: Like run rampant in Oh yeah. In uh the in the United Kingdom? Like
1: Yeah, yeah. I I'm not oh, I'm yeah. I, I will be the first one to affirm the presence of Islamophobia, but I don't know if that's like a fair mask to hide behind yeah. when there are like there are there is legitimacy to charges against Manchester City's rise to stardom in the past ten plus years.
2: Yeah, because the way I see a CDS fan is the money came in. They said, oh, this is too much money, whatnot. And then we, we, we are going to put a rule in order to stop it. Then they put a rule to stop it. But that's the uh, that's the part that gets me sometimes when people start to talk about money. And it's not like in a fair context. It's like, oh, we're only going to tax city And then we're going to tout all the success down to money. And then you're like, oh man, United has spent more, but they don't have as much success. And then,
3: l- l- like, put the question out. Like, my, so yeah. Newcastle gets bought out by Saudi Arabia, right? And and Saudi Arabia, they what? What? What is the the owners? The owners what worth five hundred billion dollars? Let's say he puts in. 50 billion dollars into the club oh not even like whatever whatever amount of money into the club like would you not categorize Newcastle the same way as you would Man City then like, absolutely absolutely like Man Man United too or let's say Liverpool gets bought out by some country i don't know Kuwait yeah
1: yeah which is a likely right. scenario in the near future but and but this no so I'm, what like, them, i condemn i condemn each each a- each one of those. I think any 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 crazy amount of money that's being put into these clubs is ultimately at the detriment of the sport. It is. It's true.
0: Totally. Is true. And it's such an interesting point because going forward, the bigger the league, the more potential, the more power. What we were saying last episode, I think, of the Champions League, like the Super League is the Premier League because of all the revenue and the money potential there is in it. And so these clubs are going to keep growing and you'll have more and more interest from the Qatar bid for, for Man U and whoever's going to buy out Liverpool and so on and so on. I will say this all started
2: when Man United decided that they wanted to start the Prem in 1990, whatever. So before then, it was a much different financial rule. So we should blame Man United for all of this.
0: Okay. I <laughs> good point. I, I'll cool. argue, if United hadn't done that, I don't know which clubs you guys would would be supporting because the Prem wasn't at the level of the other leagues back in the '90s. It was interesting. Oh no. Well,
3: what about what about in in leagues like Syria? Like Inter Milan is owned by China, no?
0: How'd that go? Yeah.
3: I understand, but but like, wouldn't it, like I, in my opinion, most of these clubs ultimately, at least the big, the top five, top eight clubs from each league at some point in time is going to be owned by it. going back to the original topic of the charges on Man City. I think most like not to pick a side, I should say, but, but most of anything that happens with that is negligible because almost every one of these clubs, these big clubs are going to get bought out by some rich guy and get some amount of money pumped into them that, you know, whether it goes against uh, financial fair play or not, I think, it doesn't really matter at one point. We've made it like the standard now to have that much money pumped in. PSG made it the standard to have that much money at their club. And they, you know, whatever, bought Neymar for $225 million. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't think at any point, like, we can argue about this for as long as we want. But I think at some point, it's all going to be the same
1: totally generally.
3: Totally.
0: But since City is the only one and have a, such a clear advantage over the others, Clear advantage because of how well they sent Because United have spent that too and sucked. But
3: I mean, you saw Newcastle. Newcastle just got bought out and they they went from what I don't I can't even remember what they were three years ago. Then the next year they were mid table, and now this year they're in Champions League position. Yeah, yeah. So I just you know like it's gonna help out whoever it happens to. It's not like it's not like you give Crystal Palace. Uh, like whatever amount of billions of dollars, they're going to make it back up to the top seven. But then every club gets bought out and then there's another different play- level of playing field that happens at that point. Once every club decides to make that move, which I, personally, I I don't see why financially for these rich people, it wouldn't be the case. I mean, they're all just playing around with their money anyway, so it's not really you know, they just get a kick
2: out of it, I guess. I mean, I don't see why Saudi Arabia would come by Newcastle other than it's fun to own a club. And if the if the product that's being sold is football, right? Like the best football is what's being after, and somehow money is done, has gotten has been like a bigger factor in recent years to get there and stuff. But I don't know. I maybe feel maybe yeah. what uh, go on. I was though. just
1: gonna say it's such a big factor. It's important not yeah. to like even like get it confused at all. Like oh, yeah. you talk about the Newcastle rise, like that is a causally related to the recent buyout
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and will happen with like a bunch of other clubs. And I guess you can say like, once we reach a threshold where every club is owned by owned. the, owned. the, the like, Uber rich are like state owned, then sure we're back to football, but right now it's not necessarily like football, which is the the deciding sort of factor in terms of what teams win and what teams don't
3: there. I think there'll always, always be like clubs that, you know, ha, can keep whatever management they have or uh, owner that they have because they've set a precedent over whatever 30, like Liverpool, while they did, I think have like a down year, obviously like they have always had this standard of how they do their, their business. And they've they're always like there you know there's up years there's down years whatever it's the Premier League it happens but there will be teams that stay at that level whether they get bought or not then there's clubs like Man City who have didn't have past success for some time and then here comes a new owner they they started off small with these changes and ultimately you know different things happen to me the money you know is obviously a helping factor but it's the system that you put in play to actually get that success if they if they never got pep man city would never become what they are they are today they would have had that 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 premier league win in whatever year it was with the aguero goal but i don't think they would have gotten the five premier leagues the past six years they wouldn't have gotten the champions league that's for sure in my opinion
1: with regard to building a football history like since 2010 or so, 13 years is a, such a short time to go from like what Manchester City was to what Manchester City is now. Um, it's crazy, like 13 years, you know, since 2008. So 15 years when, when they were bought, completely, their, their financial situation completely changed. But that's like astronomical. You don't, there's no other team, maybe PSG. And I mean, that's another example of like where money was pumped in.
3: I mean this is a way smaller scale but like look at a club like Luton Town let's say right they were they started a non-league football what 8 years ago and they're already in the Premier League in 8
1: years now if you put the right people in pl- I, I, yes money like those those people cost like so much money though the right people are the most expensive people
2: not necessarily in Holland was 51 million pounds and oh, but the, but but the, the situation of the
1: contract 90. is much different like
2: It's similar wage bills. All the top six are about the same wage bills.
0: I mean, Herling Haaland joined at the end of great work, a lot of spending, great spending, a whole project that has been going on for over a decade. So.
2: Okay. Yeah. You
0: didn't get Haaland when you were buying Robinho and, uh, Benjamin or whoever you guys were getting in 2010s, uh, and you didn't build around him. So it's been a progress in a lot of spending, a lot of trials, a few failures at the start. What worked yeah. is that you didn't fail as much as, I don't know, Chelsea is currently because you I put a right. good DNA. You see at Liverpool, and why Brett is so passionate and strong is because you cannot deny they've always had a certain DNA. You look Indeed. at Ebo through just Florentino Paris, there is DNA that's been constant since the 2000, pretty much. And yeah, yeah. That, as long as you keep that and I see that a bit in Newcastle they're still trying to keep develop that the more you're growing same with Arsenal and the more you grow but th- th- and th- that's why I hold that opinion
3: though because of these core teams that like everybody knows of like it, it, it always, like Brighton has made their their own type of yeah. like culture in the club now right They went from you know almost break- bankruptcy to now they're kind of like a Borussia Dortmund. Almost. And I think there's like a archetype for each type. There's different archetypes in football. There's the club that just builds these phenomenal youth talents that get sold out and they make the club a lot of money. Right. And then there's these clubs that buy the youth talent and then create this, these dynasties within, you know, whether it be a Real Madrid or a Barcelona or something like that, you know what I mean? And like that, this, I, I think that's generally what ends up, creating success and not just
1: the money itself. Yeah, we, we disagree on this point because I don't think that I, – I think that Liverpool's success, for example, their DNA to withstand being relegated um, and the like, dog years of the late 2000s and into the 2010s is money. The, the fact that they were still like one of the more wealthy clubs in the Premier League. Um, and I think I think it all boils down to money. That's just my perspective. Um, I think there are like cultural influences that are really really important for for a club to like maintain success. But I don't think those are nearly as important as the wealth of the club. What what, what would you say about like what if you didn't? Uh,
3: sign uh, or hire uh, um, Klopp as your manager? What 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 do you think, if you were to go back and just make a hypothetical scenario, what would have happened with Liverpool? If they made the same signings, you know, Virgil van Dyke came, Mo Salah came, Mane came from Southampton, like, all these players came, right? What would have happened to Liverpool if they didn't have Klopp?
1: Yeah, I don't think they would be as successful, but I still think they would stick around. I mean, the argument that you're making is that they, like, stuck around because of a culture. And because of like a DNA, while money is, you know, a boosting factor for
3: Manchester City, the money wouldn't have helped unless a DNA was formed.
2: One hundred percent. I think the DNA is important to 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 lead you to success in the football field. But ultimately, football is a business, and if you don't succeed on the field, money doesn't come in. Um, and that initial pump was nice, but now it's a business, and winning is. goal of the business and we figured out the perfect formula and that's how it works for us and other teams have figured out what works for them and some teams want to be the victim that's fine for everyone either uh, for like all teams but um i don't think there's like a correct there's a correct template that everyone can follow and based on your league it will also determine what type of template that you can adhere to
1: i just yeah i i'm of the mind that this Business, uh football success and uh, finances or budget spending, I don't know, wealth of the club are, is a reciprocal relationship that needs to be tied together at all times when you consider anything. I, I, I'm, not den- I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that the finances
3: aren't involved in this. But I think they have to have a, like, a perfect balance between finances and then who they bring into the club on the managerial, on the executive side and then the managerial side. Yeah, the like culture. They're, they're they're like yes, the finances are a big deal in the portion. Like for Newcastle, if they win the Champions League in two years, the money is a big, big portion of that, for sure. For a fact. But if they don't have who they have on the managerial side and the executive side
1: right now, this is not going to happen. The wealthy clubs attract the best like players, not only players, but also managers and executives. Um, the winningest clubs, clubs. Yeah, winning, winning is because it's related to the finances of the club. They win because they're rich. That's maybe the point
0: where we're differing, all of us. It's we're, What we mean by DNA, we obviously know what we mean by money, but by DNA, it's not only the history, not only the culture, it's also as simple as the clear direction of, of the ownership, of who's the executive, whoever you appoint. If it's a person with a clear idea and that, you'll see it how it translates to results. Cannot say the same thing, for instance, about PSG, who spent as much, if not even more, than City in the past decade or so. United, clearly, they've been there, but running it as a business, just trying to make money, but haven't won as much because they haven't been too clear with their direction. City has been clear since day one that they got there. It took them a while, and we could talk briefly address that how, still after 15 years, they got outplayed by Inter in the final. So I don't understand what's this whole talk about. <laughs> 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 hey,
2: a finals are one, bro. It's not about playing the best game.
0: They took the longer route, and it, they have definitely solid balance, solid base that can continue. Sure, thanks to everything that the board and Cla- and uh, Guardiola has put, and can continue even past Guardiola now for the next few years. Hundred percent,
2: I welcome the new ownerships into the Prem. I like it'd be nice if we could see like like uh, before the Prem has been like a dynasty. It was like Man United for like so many years. They won, 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 won. Then it switched over to like Arsenal. Won a couple of years and. At that little shaky announcement, City's like era and stuff. It'd be nice if we had like five years and five different winners.
1: I feel like this is almost like a political question, um, so there there just can't be agreement uh, here specifically. But that's okay. Like, there
0: will be once we all have rich owners and throw money at each
1: other. Which man, I, I really think about like what if Liverpool's bought and. There's like a, I hear, a crazy amount of spending. I don't know. I don't know if I can. Would like you be spend. mad about it, Brett?
2: Yeah, I. I you like, get bought anyway. and you win like five trophies in a row and five Champions League. I, I don't. We don't mad? know
1: each other that well, but I'm pretty headstrong politically, and I think I would. <laughs> I would not be a Liverpool fan any longer. Really? Um, yeah, I. I really dislike this. This uh, turn towards towards money as the deciding factor in in football or in sports generally. And I wish there were a way or I thought financial fair play would be able to sort of like manage these situations, but it's just not fair. It's, it's not fair at all. And that, that holds true if, if Liverpool do the same as Manchester city, for example, or PSG,
0: which sadly they will have to do to keep up.
1: Yeah, they will. I, I like, I really think that they, they will be bought and the same thing will happen with like now next Liverpool. And then I don't know, another club and it just will continue on i mean,
3: I mean if it's happening a man united it's gonna to happen to everybody
0: else yeah this was fun this was different different topics fresh stuff till next year awesome guys see you in what two weeks three weeks we'll be talking and yeah awesome thanks guys
2: i love you it's always great to be a city fan